if I'm successful at something, then I can become prideful. If, if I'm a failure at something, then I become insecure. Where's my truth and where do I look for that for my identity? And that's what we have to kind of watch uh, with our kids. We live in a culture that tells us to have confidence in ourselves. Is this biblical? What does the Bible say about self-love, body positivity, and self-confidence? Welcome to Talk Truth, a McGregor podcast where we dive into scripture, gain insight from community, and biblically answer life questions. Talk Truth will answer life questions submitted by our listeners every other week. If you have a question for Talk Truth, you can submit your questions on our website. I'm your host, Chloe Styling. Let's open the word, gather together, and talk some truth. joined by Rita Massey, Children's Director here at McGregor Baptist Church in Fort Myers, Florida. We are going to be talking about the dangers of self-love and self-confidence. If you stay tuned until the end, we will be talking about how parents can practically and biblically encourage their kids to be confident in who their God is, not in who they are. Rita, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Um, So I'm just going to dive right in and ask you, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges for children today? I think it's that children are self-focused. It's all about them, what they want, what they deserve. And I don't think that's a new issue, but I think it's still the same one that's always been going on. You don't have to teach a baby to sin. Mm -hmm. Their whole world revolves around themselves. And that's the way our kids are too. What do you think is causing it to be worse as you've seen it today? I think it's worse because of the world, what the world teaches. Um, the world is, uh, you know, we're in a selfie world where um, we're constantly being bombarded with um, perfect things, what is perfect in the world. So I think that that makes it worse. And I also think it's our parents. Our parents, uh, so many of them, I think in protecting their children, it starts off that way. Yeah. Uh, but I think that they take that self-confidence of their kids that they want them to be successful at everything and they don't allow them to fail. And I think that they um, protect them. You know, that's where lawnmower and, you know, all those kids are being watched over by their parents. But I also think, too, that um, that they don't, they don't acknowledge things they're not as good at. And we all have those things, but it's, you know, it's everybody gets a trophy. Yeah, it's just a participation <laughs> trophy. Exactly. It's true. Uh, do you think that the pandemic has made things worse or maybe just we see it more? Or what, what do you think about all that? I am seeing more anxiety in children than I ever have in ministry. And I think that's because kids weren't around other kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when kids are around others, they stop looking at themselves so much and they start looking at others. And I think that's so important that we don't just focus on me, 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 but we look out and and how does my friend feel about that and how does this work with that person? So they miss that not going to school and not being around their friends, especially if they didn't have siblings that were close to the same age. Mm -hmm. 
you know, they didn't get that interaction with other people. Yeah. It's interesting how culture has affected even our perception of confidence. So how would you define self-confidence? You know, I wanted to look that up and see how the world defined it. So I looked it up and it said self-confidence is confidence in one's own worth or abilities, self-respect. And so I think that what we have to worry about with that is if if I'm successful at something, then I can become prideful. If if I'm a failure at something, then I become insecure. Where's my truth and where do I look for that for my identity? And that's what we have to kind of watch uh, with our kids. Yeah. God's created us to glorify Him. And what He wants us to do is put our faith in Him and not just faith that He exists, but faith in the sense that we are completely dependent on Him for our next breath, for our talents and our abilities and the things in life that He calls us to do. But if we're confident in ourselves, then we're putting faith in our own abilities. And that's going, we're, we're going to fail. I fail all the time. Even if I, if I'm, if I listen back to a podcast, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I could have said that better. Or, you know what I mean? But like you said, when we do well, then if, if our faith's in our abilities, when we do well, then we get prideful and then pride comes before the fall. So the next time you fail, then if, if so if your, if your value is in what you do and not whose you are, mm-hmm. then you're going to be not very confident. That's right. Uh, Bible teacher, Jen Wilkin puts it like this, just as we would say that the primary source of the Grand Canyon is to wake us up to the truth that there is a God he, and he is massive and he does wonders. Those are, those are those broad brush strokes that tell us about the nature and character of God that are obvious to anyone, believer or not. The Bible is fine is a fine-tipped pen drawing of this same God, and it is saying the same thing. I always say that it would be crazy to stand at the edge of the Grand Canyon and look out and think big thoughts about ourselves. I mean, in Florida, stand at the ocean, but when you're the point is when you're looking out as something big, it makes you feel really small, but you don't really necessarily even focus on your size because you're just so taken aback by what you're looking at. And that's what happens when we look at God. And so if we think of ourselves less and spend more time dwelling on the nature and the character of God, we will be enamored by how God sees our weaknesses and uses us anyways. Amen. Yes. So my question for you then is why is self-love unbiblical? We see it all the time. Everybody's telling you to love yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, I think Jesus said it best. Um, He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So that's what the Bible tells us. That's the greatest commandment, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're supposed to be other-focused, not me-focused. And so I think that then self-love, we can take that to an extreme, and it's unbiblical. Yeah, the self isn't enough. Allie, have you ever heard of Allie Beth Stuckey? Mm-hmm. She wrote a book called You're Not Enough and That's Okay. And when you first read the title, I'm like, that's so countercultural. <laughs> but it's true. That's biblical. You're not enough and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But God, God is who gives you worth. Um, but yeah, so many people are talking about body positivity and women, especially young girls, are taught to stand in front of the mirror and affirm themselves based on these superficial standards. And um, have you ever seen like 
a lot of planners or Bible studies or even like mugs that say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That's definitely true, but it only really makes sense when you think of who it is that made you. You know, he is who has value. The artist is like, if I have a Van Gogh painting, if you don't know that it's a Van Gogh painting, then it doesn't matter. But knowing that it's a Van Gogh painting makes the painting worth something. And that's how humanity is. Mm -hmm. That's how we are. Absolutely. So what advice do you have for parents raising children in a culture of self-love? I think first off is um, we need to teach our children to memorize scripture, memorize God's word so that they know what the truth is. You know, that's where truth is, is in the Word of God and what He says about us and says about them all the time. So that's where we need to go in. And also, too, when you're memorizing Scripture, you can't think about something else that's negative. You know, you're thinking about that. Yeah. Um, My husband went through a depression, and the pastor at the time told him, memorize Scripture, because that's where the positivity comes from to focus on the Lord. Mm-hmm. You and can't think you about two things at once. Mm-mm. And he's your helper. So if you're focusing on his word, you know who your helper is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, And also, too, I think it's, um, it's good for us to take something that is a challenge for our kids or something that they have a problem with and turn it, find a scripture that turns that to a positive, you know, turns that negative thing and show them a positive mm-hmm. way to do it. And so when they learn the, that truth, then they can naturally do, flip that switch yeah. for themselves because they're thinking about the good things. Um, I think also, too, God confidence. I wore my shirt here today that said I know, God, I like it. God confidence. And I think that's a thing that I just uh, I have to laugh about because if I know who Christ is and I focus on Him and what He says about you, about me, you know, I believe— um, that that's why two very popular songs right now, and we even did them at Vacation Bible School this year, are so popular. And it's because they, they really go back to our identity in Christ. And one is you say, and the other one is who you say I am. Because those songs talk about the truth of God's word, about who he says that we are. And if parents will help kids to focus on those things of who he says they are, then that will help them to not be so Mm me-focused because it's all about God anyway, but to be also even other-focused because that's the way His Word is. Yeah. And I think that those truths that those songs speak, um, they really only make sense when you're also teaching children who God is. Yes. You know, and, and, um, and and you can't you can't know God without being humbled, and I, and I also think that um, humility is like the actually John John Piper says this humility is the soil from which everything good in our in our Christian life will grow, and um, he puts it into four reasons why. Um, so when you know God, you're going to naturally just be humbled, but not in the sense where you're thinking less of who you are. You're just thinking more of him, mm-hmm. but our faith, our worship, our obedience, and our love. Um, it, it, when we're, when we're growing in a humble soil, we grow in our faith because we're relying on God for our salvation. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's prideful isn't going to rely on anybody. Um, our worship, we humble ourselves before God, shifting the focus off of ourselves and onto Him. Obedience, we are surrendering our autonomy. You know, so that's 
everybody wants us in this culture to be autonomous, um, but to obey, you can't be autonomous. Um, so we're trusting that God's ways and his law is always right. And then the fourth one is love, laying yourself down for the good of others. And that goes back to like what you said before, um, loving your neighbor. When you're when children are focused on other kids, you know, and just that relationship with them face to face, even like not on a phone, because mm-hmm. that's what we were made for is that physical in-person interaction, then that's that's the humility soil in which our relationship with God is going to grow. Absolutely. So how does Christ see us? Well, I love First Peter 2, 9 through 10 uh, for the believer. It says, for you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Hmm. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And for the unbeliever, because I think God's word is for unbelievers too. I mean, it tells us in John three sixteen. of course, is the most popular one. Everybody puts it on signs, but they don't know what it really means. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where God says, for God so love the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You know, if we understand that that's how Christ sees us, he loves us with an everlasting love. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't depend on us. You know, it depends on Him. And then if we will develop that relationship with Him and surrender our life to Him, then, you know, we've got a beautiful life going forward. Yeah. And all those qualities that are in those songs, like you said, the who you say I am and mm-hmm. um, the you say, all of those things and those truths that they, they speak are also the qualities of who Jesus is. And that's not us being called Jesus, but when you are, when you are, when you understand his character and what he has given you in a life with him, then you come to understand him more as well. All of those qualities are, are who he is. And we have nothing to be confident other than in who he is. I've talked about this before on talk truth, but um, when Moses is being sent back to Pharaoh to get him to release the the Israelites. Moses's first reaction is, "Who am I? Who am I that I, that I would go back to the king?" and and God disregards his question completely. And he says, but I will be with you. And it reminds me of Colossians 127, but Christ in me, the hope of glory. Like my hope is not in myself, but it's in what God has done for me. It's not in my talents even because those are fleeting. It's not in my gifts and my abilities. Um, But remembering that I have dependence on him, that he is with me when I go to do those things that are way out of my league, regardless of how well I achieve. Um, Those achievements are great and we should work hard at them. And regardless of how well we do or how how poorly we do, our value is in Christ. And he died for us, not because we are worthy, but because, or because we have value. Um, Paul actually says, while we are still, while we were still weak at the, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly for one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would 
dare even to die, but God shows us his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. And, um, that, that shows you your worth that Christ would die for you. Absolutely. And I think that is just so amazing when we think about that kind of love, mm-hmm. you know, and he knows from the beginning, you know, he formed us in our mother's womb. So he knew our weaknesses and our strength, but he still loved us and gives us that choice to live our life and to glorify Him. Amen. So some resources that we have put together are uh, the book, I referenced it before, You're Not Enough and That's Okay by Allie Beth Stuckey. That's definitely an older read. Um, I would maybe, I would give it to a teenager, like an, an older teenager and above. And then um, In His Image by Jen Wilkin is a really good book. And I also um, would suggest if you look on um, any listening platform, I believe I found it on Spotify, but Breakaway Ministries podcast, which I don't know much about, I'll be honest, but Jen Wilkin, there's a recording of hers on there and it says, it's called Why the Bible Hasn't Fixed Your Self-Esteem Issues. (laughs) It's really, really good. And then there's another one that I would like to throw out there, What You Need More Than Self-Confidence. It's episode 1607 of Ask Pastor John. Those, that's another podcast. So you and I were made. You and I were not um, made to be able to do everything, and that's okay. It's okay. Yep. But we are made in His image. Amen. And He loves us, and we're here to glorify Him, and that's what we want to do with our lives. Yes. Rita, thank you so much for joining me. To our listeners, thank you for spending your time with us. If you haven't yet connected with us online, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and be sure to check out our other McGregor podcast channels. Just head over to talktruthpodcast.com for all the details. We'd love to hear from you, so please write us a review however you are listening to this. Thank you for listening, and remember to talk truth.